0: Monday. It's June 1st. And the word of the day is muzik, which is a term for a Russian peasant, especially before the Bolshevik Revolution, and also the best possible first move in Scrabble when pluralized. Used in the sentence, muzik's double word bingo (laughs) mic drop board flip what other sentence would you use it in yeah it sucks that
1: your existence was so terrible it needed its own nomenclature (laughs) but it was all worth it if i get to open with
0: 128 points um no illusions i'm heath Enright, and broadcasting delayed from america's far center we are the skeptocrats on episode 18 we'll learn that they cheat in the other kind of football too We'll discover that when it's 117 degrees Fahrenheit, people in India don't care what genocidal dictator is on the package of their ice cream. We'll wonder why a Mexican demon wouldn't be named Carlos Carlos. And we'll find out that India likes Hitler ice cream at all the other temperatures, too. Horribly fucked up story, but first, the roundup.
1: In the South China Sea this week, China has lodged a formal complaint against the U.S. for their failure to respect international dibs. This is part of an ongoing friction with China's actions in and around the disputed islands, though to be fair, the island they're complaining about now is one that they built for themselves out of dirt that they found in the ocean floor, so if ever dibs applies, I believe
0: this is the time. Moving over to India, the death toll from a record-breaking heat wave rose to about 2,200 people over the weekend. Wow. With temperatures reaching nearly 120 degrees Fahrenheit or double the amount of heat required for me to sweat profusely from my underboob area. It's 60, huh?
2: 60.
0: Former British Prime Minister
1: Tony Blair found something else that he sucks at as he tendered his resignation as a UN envoy in a diplomatic group working towards stability in the Middle East. So we're at least that much closer to stability
0: in the Middle East. In domestic news, about 2,000 UFO conspiracy theorists gathered at a conference in California last week. And despite this inglorious, bastards-like opportunity to abduct and or kill them all at once, the lizard-alien overlords decided to play it cool and stay away from the event... Thus further extending their infinitely long con. (laughs) It's
1: been going for a minute. Southeastern Texas went from drought to deluge last weekend with storms that inundated rivers and drainage systems in several towns. This has led presidential technically still hopeful Ted Cruz to call for federal aid for his state, indicating a complete reversal of the position he had about federal aid for flooding when
0: Hurricane Sandy hit Jersey in 2012. Weird. Yeah. The state of Texas also recently approved open carry of loaded firearms throughout the state for anyone with a concealed license. They also approved concealed carry for the first time for college campuses where thousands of 18- to 21-year-olds make responsible decisions in large groups together. All
1: the time. Good idea. In business news, Charter Communications announced a merger plan with Time Warner Cable last Tuesday. The deal is worth $55.1 billion, and by combining the strengths of these two telecom giants, would create levels of customer service far shittier
0: than was previously believed to be possible. (laughs) Breaking the models. In technology news, after reading headlines like... Oracle tells Google to write their own Java. Millions of senior citizens across the United States have no idea what the fuck is happening. (laughs) Where am I? The United States Air Force is apologizing to labs
1: all over the world this week for accidentally sending them live anthrax instead of the dead stuff they were supposed to send. According to an assistant to the senior USAF research
0: scientist in charge of the operation, quote, meep, end quote. In addition to their poisoning activities of late, the Air Force has also been busy approving billionaire Elon Musk and his SpaceX satellite program to participate in the market for military launch contracts. This should put competitive pressure on the monopoly currently held by a Boeing and Lockheed Martin joint venture, leading to increased availability of inexpensive, extremely dangerous looking products in the rocket powered sharp thing industry.
1: Right up Elon Musk's alley. The reputation of Ernie Chambers as the greatest African-American atheist state senator in the history of Nebraska was further cemented when his coalition succeeded last week in overriding the governor's veto and abolishing the death penalty in that state. Job, Ernie Chambers. The governor, for his part, remains in opposition to the move and vows to fight the measure, saying, quote, damn it, I'm going to kill somebody if I have to kill
0: somebody, (laughs) end quote. Biggest drug and arms dealer in history, Russ Ulbricht, founder of the now-defunct Silk Road Online Black Marketplace, was sentenced to life in prison for using the Tor network and Bitcoin transactions to create anonymous supervillain eBay. Turns out you're not allowed to do that, and you're definitely not allowed to steal that much market share from the CIA without serious consequences they will
1: notice a u.s appeals court ruled on tuesday that obama's executive action on immigration could not continue until the court case brought against it is resolved the obama administration responded with a brief statement saying quote what you mean we got to have this drug out till right at the peak of the 2016 election and leave the fate of millions of immigrants obviously contingent on a democratic victory well shucks how unfortunate that you cited against (laughs) us courts and
0: sarcastic imaginary inner dialogue quote The IRS admitted last week that a team of hackers broke into their computer system this filing season and stole tax information from over 100,000 people, allowing the thieves to make away with large sums of money in the form of fraudulent refunds. These events have likely bolstered Ted Cruz's plan to abolish the IRS completely, also the internet, all computers, and anything called data. (laughs) That's also Rubio's plan.
1: And in Where Are They Now? news tonight, apparently Screech is out stabbing motherfuckers. Or at least he was. I'm sure he, he had was. a promise not to do it again. Actor Dustin Diamond, famous for his role in Saved by the Bell, This Stabbing Incident, and Nothing Else in His Life, was convicted of two misdemeanor <laughs> charges last Friday in connection with an incident at a Wisconsin bar involving improvised orifices. Diamond could face up to nine months in prison, a punishment that pales in comparison to just being the guy that played Screech. How much worse to can fair, his life... be he,
0: he did celebrity boxing with Horshack that one time. That was, <laughs> oh, he's oh, famous for, for that, too. I forgot how... <laughs> Moving over to election 2016 news, Scott Walker explained the reasoning behind a bill he signed that requires women in Wisconsin to receive an ultrasound before terminating a pregnancy, describing the imaging procedure as, quote, a cool thing out there, oh. end quote. Well, Not case, as cool as his original idea for a street artist to sketch a caricature of your fetus with an oversized head, but still nifty, that. and therefore legally mandatory. That's actually the job I had before I did the the podcasting thing.
1: And in a valiant effort to make Walker seem moderate enough for the general election, Rick Santorum existed this week. A man who lends his surname to gay butt-sex afterbirth officially announced on Wednesday that he would be formally conceding his presidential ambitions at some point in the next year or so, but he's
0: not sure when. Former Democratic Governor of Maryland Martin O'Malley and former Republican Governor of New York George Pataki both announced presidential campaigns last week as well, and it looks like they'll be running on the not Clinton and not Bush platforms, respectively. Those are both very popular. popular ones, yeah.
1: And in sports news this week, LeBron James, LeBron
0: James, LeBron James, LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron, James LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, FIFA. <laughs> Plug for Steph Curry. And also, I'm pretty sure Tampa underinflated those pucks in, all, in other <laughs> sports news. Yes, absolutely. And we'll be back with more of this week's top headlines in a moment. But
1: between now and then, we're going to make fun of crazy people.
3: Heath, Noah, have a seat. Jerry. Hey, boss. All right. Now, I have to tell you something, but I want to ask you in advance not to overreact and to remain <laughs> professional. That's
0: never a good sign. Absolutely I not. I
3: make no promises. Okay. So, the guys upstairs want to pull the plug on Jade Helm.
0: Fuck, fuck that. that. Are you kidding me?
3: Well, look, the whole point of Jade Helm was to trick people into not thinking there was a military takeover happening, but now that the diversion has people freaking out about a military takeover, it doesn't make sense to keep doing it.
0: Which is exactly why we have to keep doing it. If we canceled it now, they'd know they had it right, so... I don't know if I
3: agree with that.
0: Look, that...
3: Alex Jones is no fool he'll sniff us out if we're not careful well now that is true Alex Jones certainly is an intelligent and insightful person who isn't insane because we the secret dark underlords of the world government actually exist the fact that if untrue would completely invalidate everything he's ever said down to mundane shit like I prefer mine with cream but we do exist so he's sane and intelligent so good point
0: and his research method of just saying whatever delusional bat chittery comes out of his fat screaming head is very difficult to outsmart. You gotta admit. So we can't do exactly what he expects. We gotta be tricky. Lu-
1: Louis Gomer is
3: also not a frothing lunatic. Right, right. No, I get it. But the public reaction has a lot of the higher ups wondering why we even want to take over West Texas to begin with. They want us to leave all the
0: excitement and silica resources of West Texas for somebody else now?
3: Well, we already have West Texas, so... It's- Damn it, you sound just like you did during Jade Helm 1 through 14.
0: Always trying to pull the rug out from under us the last second. We're about to pull the trigger, and now you Well,
3: you're- you have to admit that the publicity has gotten out of hand. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Well, when you're running a secret world-controlling cabal, there is... Look at this actual public policy poll that actually exists and isn't something that we just made up for this skit to make Republicans look insane. According to these data, 32% of registered Republicans think that a military takeover of Texas is imminent.
0: Yeah, okay, but all they know is that we're about to invade Texas. They don't know any of the other details, so...
3: Well, they know about the Walmarts. Oh, come
0: on, they still think the soldiers were amassing in the Walmarts are human. They have no idea what's about to happen. Besides, we told
1: you guys to up the fluoride out there months ago, and you didn't do it, so this isn't even That's our fault. That's on you.
3: Good point. Hey, you know what? Untreated industrial byproducts of phosphate fertilizers aren't free, okay?
0: Doesn't matter. Look, we've already excavated hundreds of miles of subterranean Walmart tunnels. We have a fully mature army of cloned alien Yeti Chupacabra hybrids armed astride their armed war Nessies. What are we going to do with all this stuff if you pull the plug right now? That's ridiculous.
3: Michael Bayes made an offer. Uh, Look, I'm not saying we can't take over Texas. We're going to need all that desert when we blow the San Andreas Fault one way or the other. But I'm just saying we can't do it right now.
0: Do you have any idea how pissed Katy Perry's going to be about this?
3: I know, I know. She might
0: refuse to secretly embed our symbolism in her next video. You know that, right? You know that's yes, going to be a serious did, problem for th- us.
3: The council has decided that that is an acceptable risk.
0: Fine. Uh, I, I guess now we're going to have to set up an actual training mission out
3: there no yeah i know i know i'm sorry
0: listen don't apologize to me apologize to the guy that had to manually masturbate all those yetis that
3: was Uh, right right yeah probably tough sorry Noah.
1: it it wasn't it wasn't as bad as you'd think
0: huh joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat no illusions no when you set up the tp are you having it roll out from the top or from the bottom?
1: I do it correctly. I leave it on the back of the
0: toilet seat, and eventually my wife will get it. <laughs> so before we get to our first headline, let's check in with Twitter and consider the best way to become single with brevity. Trending this week was hashtag break up in four words. Would you like to play or pass?
1: I'll I tell you what. You go ahead. I need a little extra time when they have math in them. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs>
0: All right. What advocates. about uh, breaking up? Uh... Jews exaggerate that number. That'll do. And it works both ways, too. You find out you're dating a Nazi, you say, they exaggerate down. So, <laughs> <she would learn laughs> about that.
1: Now I don't know if this one counts because it's not a complete statement, but if the four words threesome with your mom show up anywhere in a sentence, that's, it's pretty much over. Believe <laughs> yeah, me. Do. Believe me. That will end And even several... if she's
0: still alive, that's an awkward question. I'd well, I wouldn't that. know about that. But. <laughs> yeah. This week's random stranger winner. Was at RTS five thousand. Who had, "Hey guys, meet Yoko." (coughs) So, well, at RTS five thousand, that would be a very good way to break up. That's so good, I'm
1: nervous about following it. But I will anyway. In our lead story tonight, new Attorney General and Sheriff of Earth Loretta Lynch gained international notoriety when her Justice Department unsealed a 47-count indictment against more than a dozen high-ranking football officials. Charges included racketeering, bribery, money laundering, fraud, and having a 3,000-year-old sport and never bothering to figure out how you were going to determine when the match was over. (laughs) I should note for our American listeners, by the way, that this isn't about football. This is about a different game called football, which is... Apparently played just like soccer, except with an accent.
0: (laughs) It's the one that only happens once every four years. Yeah, that's for hipsters (laughs) pretend to like it. Exactly.
1: That's the one. The uh, specifics of the allegation generally revolve around bribes and kickbacks that inform decisions on where future World Cups would be played, which apparel brands would be awarded contracts, and what networks would get broadcasting rights. And apparently this is a secret in the same way that American football players taking steroids and Tom Cruise fucking guys is a secret, because for people that follow FIFA with even a passing interest, the only shocking thing about this story was which country
0: was leading the investigation. (laughs) But we have been on to them for a while. Oh, really? Didn't FIFA almost buy a Senate seat from Rod Blagojevich? Wasn't that (laughs) them? They were one of the bidders, I'm sure.
1: And while most countries typically complain about American attempts to police the world, the multinational endorsement of this move by the U.S. Justice Department underscores the fact that open corruption in politics is something we can overlook, but damn it, sports are important. <laughs> now, obviously, not everybody's happy about this investigation. Countries that excel at bribing FIFA officials like Russia and Qatar are calling this a classic case of American overreach, which is clearly wrong, by the way, because if this was classical American overreach, we'd have killed these 14 guys with drones. We wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have been no extradition. Or
0: at the very least, we would have helped arm an anti FIFA rebel faction to stage a military. <laughs> right! <trailer. laughs> <laughs> change the whole regime over to baseball or something. That's, you know. that's classical. That's classic, American. Right. Yeah, right. No, you're right.
1: Now, I think the cutter thing was kind of the bridge too far for a lot of people. But as an interesting side note to this story, despite the broiling controversy, FIFA's president and guy who stole his name from a list of Dick Tracy villain rejects, Sepp Blatter, won re-election on Friday, a mere two days after the indictments were handed down. Bladder argued that at times like this, FIFA needs continuity and leadership and bolstered his case by threatening to unleash his loyal team of genetically modified war chimps upon the world should he lose.
0: And nobody wanted that. <laughs> and in Coultergeist news tonight, blonde Aryan version of Popeye's girlfriend Ann Coulter appeared on America with Jorge Ramos last week <laughs> to promote her new book entitled Adios, America. Sadly, the book has nothing to do with Coulter leaving the country. Damn it. Instead, it's more of a Mein Kampfian rant about the gross failings of American eugenics policy in recent decades. Specifically, it addresses our inability to prevent people like Mexican-born Jorge Ramos from crossing our borders and getting citizenship. And then... (laughs) Well, but that's such a horseshit premise,
1: though, because Jorge Ramos is clearly just interviewing the people Americans wouldn't want (laughs) to (laughs)
0: interview. Obviously, that's what's happening. Now, perhaps the only thing more offensive than the content of Coulter's book was the content of her remarks on the show, which she delivered to a host and audience full of people that she finds genetically inferior, seemingly unaware she has more white recessive alleles than an Amish stillbirth. Let's review a few highlights from the segment. We'll start with an immigrant from Honduras who asked Coulter a question about racism in America. She responded, quote, You're not black, so drop the racism crap, end quote. Apparently... Racism doesn't count unless you get past burnt sienna. Until then, it's... Obviously. There was also the woman
1: who asked Anne for a hug as a symbol of their shared humanity, to which Coulter said no. (laughs) Right. She she wasn't trying to be a bitch at the time, by the way. To be fair, she explained later that she didn't refuse to hug her because she was an immigrant. It was because she was
0: fat. (laughs) Which is kind of
1: exactly what she said.
0: And here's what Coulter had to say when asked about her claim that immigration is more dangerous than ISIS. She said that. This is her defending it. Quote... I have a little tip for you. If you don't want to be killed by ISIS, don't go to Syria. If you don't want to be killed by a Mexican, there's nothing I can tell you. End quote. (laughs) Which is just stupid. I mean, obviously you go to Syria and you won't get killed by a Mexican. (laughs) Right. Now you're thinking (laughs) your shit through. Well, but this
1: could just be like a sign of a big hole in her education because the whole time I'm watching like this – Archie bunkering of an interview I, <laughs> long before that particular snippet showed up. I'm thinking to myself, man, she really doesn't seem well versed in the art of not making Mexicans want to kill you. She seems really bad not at her that.
0: Hey, Colter also managed to refuse a hug. Like you said, she also suggested a ban on the immigration of fat girls and uh-huh. described Mexican culture as deficient. She did. And she feels the same way about their little dogs, too. <laughs> With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at Ann Coulter's gingerbread house in the woods. Lucinda, have you had a chance to discuss these comments with Ann?
2: Not yet, Heath. She's busy at the moment, so she asked me to wait until she and her mirror sort out precisely who's the fairest of them all. (laughs) I see. And where in the residence are you now? The puppy juicing department. Gotcha. How are things looking there? To be honest, I have never seen such malnourished Numpa Loompas, Heath but they're hard at work.
0: Hard at work juicing puppies?
2: Can't imagine where they found so many Dalmatians, but apparently Anne just can't twist their heads off with her bare hands like she used to. (laughs) Have you spoken with any of the emaciated Oompa Loompas? One of them, yeah, but he just muttered something about missing the World Series because she'd already closed the vote.
0: Huh, but don't Oompa Loompas count as immigrant labor?
2: She had them genetically engineered domestically, Heath.
0: Oh, Okay. Well, well, good. At least she's intellectually consistent about it. That's nice.
2: That's true. She's always a bitch. <laughs> Anything else interesting to report? Something in this cauldron smells delicious, but other <laughs> than that, not much. All right. Well, maybe you'll have a chance to, to talk with her when... when Sorry, you're... Heath, but I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to cut this report short. Why is that, Lucinda? I've just been handed a napkin upon which is scrawled in green Oompa Loompa blood. She'll cut your face if she thinks you're prettier than her. I see. Yeah.
0: Best if you get the fuck out of there.
2: One step ahead of you, Heath. Thank you, Lucinda. And
1: in your coverage didn't even go as deep as his finger did news tonight. According to our friends over at Media Matters, the Fox News Network devoted a total of one minute and 20 seconds to the Josh Duggar molestation scandal. (laughs) Compare that to CNN's 64 minutes and 36 seconds and MSNBC's 57 minutes, 57 seconds. Or, hell, compare it with our 3 minutes, 11 uh, seconds. We're a half-hour weekly show and we devoted more than twice as much time as the 24-hour news network.
0: Hell,
1: we were over a minute 20 without the top five.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And in triple-leg takedown news tonight. Conservative lobbyist, former Speaker of the House, and spandex onesie wrestling enthusiast Dennis Hastert made news last week when he was indicted for several crimes in connection with $1.7 million that he paid to a man between 2010 and 2014 as hush money to keep quiet about, quote, past misconduct. I wonder what that could be. According to police reports, the so-called misconduct came in the form of an inappropriate sexual relationship they had during Hastert's career as a high school teacher and youth wrestling coach when this other person was still a minor. I see. Worst I wish I was scenario. still just wondering. So, yes, the guy who presided over the
1: president got head impeachment after they dropped the adulterer and the adulterer that replaced him was apparently a felonious febophile, Like, yep. corrupt foreign Illinois
0: politician. <laughs> That's the best these guys could do. Holy shit. Now, you might be asking yourself... Is that the same Dennis Hastert who voted against gay rights for his whole career and then resigned as House Speaker in 2007 amidst allegations that he knew about Representative Mark Foley sexually assaulting underage boys but never reported it to the police? Well, great question. Yes, it is. That yep, is the same the guy. Dennis mm-hmm. Hastert. And you might be wondering, when will they be airing the premiere of Real House Arrest with Dennis Hastert and Josh Duggar? <laughs> and the answer is probably soon. And also, I'm embarrassed to be an American. Yes, uh-huh. And
1: in J Sweet Charlie Charlie
0: news. Sorry, tonight... sorry, no, hold
2: on one second. I think we've got Lucinda back. Lucinda, are you there? I am, Heath. Where are you now? Hiding in a tree. When I got to the car, her winged monkeys were circling it <laughs> waiting for me, so I bolted. Uh, they chased me a good ways into the forest, but eventually the rodents of unusual size scared them off.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out for those rouses. So, you're safe now?
2: Of course I'm not. Do you guys need to send in the Marines or something? This bitch is crazy. (laughs) I don't think we can order around the Marines, Lucinda. It's not going to work. Well, fucking send Van Helsling or something, the woodland creatures have warned me that if she catches me, I'll have to lose a game of croquet to her, and she'll cut off my head. Okay,
0: not to downplay the severity of the situation, but losing at croquet is actually pretty easy, right? Gotta go, Heath. She found my scent trail somehow. All right, well, if she catches you, pretend to be Mexican, and she definitely won't want to touch you. Good call. All right. Good luck,
1: Lucinda. You think we should um, call call somebody or something? Yeah, I'm sure she'll be fine. Yeah, she sucks at croquet. Anyway, in J-Sweet Charlie Charlie news tonight, we have a story that sets a new bar for the least fun thing teenagers can do with two pencils that'll frighten and upset their prudish parents. You may have already heard about the Charlie Charlie Challenge, but if you haven't, it's basically like the Ice Bucket Challenge, but instead of raising awareness of ALS, this one raises awareness of our underfunded educational system. (laughs) The challenge itself consists of putting one pencil on top of another pencil in a plus sign, and then following no other steps, because that's it. Apparently... That and a hopscotch rhyme are all it takes to allow the spirit of a Mexican demon with an anglicized name to manifest within the pencil
0: and answer binary <laughs> questions, because that's how things work. <laughs> and apparently this sort of undocumented labor is a big problem for lots of American parents. <laughs> right? Causing a stir. Taking the job from those American demons, damn it. It's just what
1: Coulter was talking about. So basically what we've got here is a... Ouija board on a timer without perfect balance on the pencils the one on the top eventually falls and when it does it's going to spin either left or right since there's no other thing that it could possibly do and even with perfect balance a strong breath is going to change that but to be fair it's a cool illusion and if you showed it to me as a kid I'd have played along with it so the fact that kids are doing this is beyond pedestrian but what makes this story newsworthy is the fact that parents and religious leaders are freaking the fuck out like this shit matters so yeah. Reinforcing the notion that disembodied poltergeists wander the earth to telekinetically manipulate writing utensils. Hard to see that doing any long-term psychological <laughs> harm. It's a great way to look at the world. And
0: if I had to guess, we should see a tweet from the Pope about how he loves this game and how it gets gay atheists into heaven real soon followed by a frantic series of Vatican retractions. I would watch a video of him playing the Charlie Charlie Challenge, though. But now, to be fair, of course,
1: some Catholic leaders and other relig- religious leaders have sought to clarify their stance by pointing out that they that they agree that the Charlie Charlie game isn't actually demonology. Their concern is that children playing the game might be overheard by a real demon that gets the wrong idea. So. Way to save yourselves from looking stupid there, guys. Pulled it right out of the jaws of defeat.
0: Whew. <laughs> and from the intolerant lactose file tonight. The people of India seem to be completely unaware of any major stigma attached to that German Nazi guy. Uh, Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, that's, that's the, the guy? guy. And as a result, Hitler brand ice cream cones can be found for sale all over the country. It's a real thing. Check Can't the links. Up. They have... Pictures of it, including possibly the least effective Coca-Cola subway ad in history with a Coke delivery truck in the background and a vendor selling Hitler ice cream to a Muslim-looking dude in the foreground. Well, I, okay, this looks bad, but consider this from the Indian perspective. The dude
1: loves swastikas. He killed Brits. <laughs> Apparently, that makes up for a lot of Jew killing in their minds.
0: <laughs> so how the fuck is this possible? So, yeah, well, that's a great question. according to an article from Daily Mail... The history curriculum for many people in the region does not include a discussion of the Holocaust, which means that even, quote, Hitler-themed pubs and restaurants are not viewed with outrage, end right. quote. Now, when I first read that, I figured it had to be an exaggerated assumption about how people would react if there was, like, a Nazi bistro in India. But then I checked on it, just out of morbid curiosity, and they fucking have that, too. Multiple <laughs> examples of Nazi-themed restaurants in addition to the nationally successful brand of Hitler ice cream. So, wow. Go India. Well, look,
1: raging incendiary asshole that kills indiscriminately with chemical agents before collapsing in under the weight of self-conceived hellscapes. I could be talking about Hitler. I could be talking about eat, eating Indian food. You don't know. So, so I see how that kind of ties into the marketing. That makes sense to me, though. So,
0: I see the logic. So this all means two things, first of all. If any white people problems exist that still deserve attention from brown people, I'd say it's the one about a six million victim genocide the <laughs> continent over. I think India needs to learn about this.
1: Probably, but it also means that we put our team of culturally insensitive Jewish kids that just really wanted some ice cream to the task of coming up with our top five <laughs> genocidal ice cream flavors. <laughs> so
0: we did. They were weirdly good at this. Yeah. At number five, neo-Nazipolitan. Keep those <laughs> colors miscegenated. Yeah, I never, I never thought about that, but that stuff is kind of just naturally Nazi. Yeah. yeah the... <laughs> At number four, chocolate Mussolini, Italian ISIS, a la mode.
1: <laughs> Those culturally insensitive Jewish kids are overachievers. Seriously, there's like
0: <laughs> four fucking jokes in that. That's awesome. At number three. A scoop of Butterbee Concentration, a scoop of internment chip, and a scoop of chocolate powder, a.k.a. the Dusty Cowshwitz. not asking what's in extraordinarily it. Extraordinarily offensive little Jewish kids not asking, what's in, I'm not kids asking we got. what's in it. <laughs> at, at number two, Reiki Road with chunks of Ava Brawny batter. <laughs> half-baked. Best if
1: used before June 1st of 3015.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and at number one, S. Eskimo Pies. By Hagen Boot <laughs> <laughs> What a job, fucked up weird, series of choices Jewishness.
1: I've made up in my life where I wind up in at least two situations where it would be appropriate to make a Zag Klondike bar joke.
0: <laughs> and that's going to do it shit. for episode 18. Thanks to No Illusions for bringing the brains, looks, muscle, and wild cards so... I don't really have to do anything. Wild card, bitches! <laughs> thanks to his lovely wife Lucinda for following around an evil sorceress with the personality of Republican Claire Underwood, and thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming. Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Mary, West, Henry, Mason, and Lees, whose legendary genitals make Dr. Manhattan shy away from the urinal and use the stall. That's right, Mary and Lees can pee standing up whenever the fuck they please, and even the time-traveling superhero with the huge blue dick still gets intimidated. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people... If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more unsolicited dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Scathing Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to the keynote tweaker, Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next week, catchphrase sign-off.
1: I mean, it's not like we just nailed everything. We fucked plenty of stuff up. We just don't have like a funny outtake.